and we're back again. Uh, it's myself, Ben. Uh, less hungover than I was the last episode. So thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing, watching. It's at Podcast Play On, podcastplayon at gmail.com. All the football banter. Uh, feel free to hit us up. And we've got another great episode and we've got another guest, uh, Mr. Nana Badu. How you doing, sir? Not too bad, not too bad. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's very chill today. Yeah, it's been a long time though. I've been watching the programme thinking, when is he going to call me to come through? But Yeah, well, we're going to have you on beer rap and banter as well, but we got you on the football football podcast because I know you're a football guy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of football, what's your team? Just to let everyone know, so our fans. Um, Arsenal for my um, sins. You've been an Arsenal fan for a while, though, so oh, yeah, I allow you. Yeah, yeah. You still got your season ticket? Yeah, still got a season ticket. Try to get to most games, see what happens with the weather and the style of play, but yeah. Yeah, how are you finding it this season? So sort of sum up the season so far for an Arsenal fan. How do you think the season's been going so far for your lot? Um, it's still pretty new because obviously the new manager's still trying to get his ethos in play, but um, so far it's been all right. I'm not going to complain. We're, tr- we're trying. Been all right. Yeah. Oh, we are trying. <laughs> we are trying. We are trying. I'm thinking, we are trying. Yeah. We are trying. That's yeah. a new chant, I That's think, at the North yeah. Bank. Literally, we're going to have to just do that and then see that, see how we go with that. Third place, point behind Man City. Not doing too bad. I'm an Arsenal fan. Very early. Still very early. You but think, yeah. You think they could get top four? Um, yes. There's yes. a pause there. There was a pause. Yeah. Ahead I'll, of Tottenham? I'm not really looking at them. No, like, we don't look yeah, at them. Yeah, we don't look like, because there's, 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 there's other teams in the league that are, are a, little, a little bit more more important. So I just think, <laughs> but no, I'm joking. But like, yeah, I just think we'll, I think we'll, we'll do well. Like top four, definitely. Yeah, and it's going well. It's going well with the young players. Yeah, like I, I, I like how they're bringing in the young players and I, and I like how a lot of them are taking up the opportunities as well to try and um, like... Um, get their place and be and get on the starting block. I think um what's been missing for a long time is that the young players that are coming through always felt like they've they've just they're just there and they've got to be there all, often. And the new manager seems to make you earn your place mm, like, based definitely. on what you're doing. So I think that's important. Show improve. Yeah. And I definitely noticed that with uh Saka playing. Yeah Saka. And he's impressed such a young age. Definitely. I mean I didn't see him coming through like that and then he's just literally come on and, 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 and hopefully just keeps working just as hard. And I think if the young players just remember that it's not a given, I think they're all playing like that and then I think we'll just they'll improve because they've got talent, clearly. Yeah. Just, yeah. I noticed that in in the Europa with uh, when Reese Nelson was playing, he had to bust the gut and actually prove that he should be in that starting three yeah. while Lacazette's injured. Um, so he's, you know, and then Martinelli's coming through. Willock, who should be starting... I mean, that's and like literally, I think that comes down to the management as well. I think because the players have now got a different mindset, and I think that's what sports is, isn't it? Especially football, the mindsets are now you have to earn your place, you have to um, show me every week, like every week that you go there, that you, you deserve to be in the next game. So, and I think Nelson, it just it's just work rate for me, literally, like playing football myself. Like, if you work hard then really and truly everything else takes care of itself. Yeah, we're going to touch on your football history here. Oh, and then uh, at, towards the end of the episode, but it's, it's positive for us now. I mean, uh, full-backs to come back. We've got uh, Bellerin, Tierney, Holding. So hopefully the defence can be sorted out. Looking good, looking good. I think it just takes time like anything else. But um, I think the full-backs, especially getting um, Tierney from um, Celtic, I think he's got a lot of experience. He's got a bit of grit about him as well. 
Um, and I like it. I like I like what I've seen so far. Nice, nice. All right, we've got the Arsenal pleasantries out of the way. Just so <laughs> people know, uh, maybe I should have led with this, but just your history, what you're doing at the moment um, with sports and young people in the community as well. Yeah, like so we run an organisation called Badu Sports, which is broaden, advance, develop, understand. So we use sports as a vehicle to try and empower, inspire young people and their families to just aspire for more. Like, like just don't settle, just aspire for more. But whilst giving them the tools that they need, because we can all aspire for more, but if you're poor, where do you see the outlets? So for us, it's just how do we just inspire, but also supporting them with the tools. So yeah, but sports is our vehicle. Yeah, you're doing a lot of good com uh, community work in schools and in the bar and, and giving the young people the tools in which to progress, even just before we started recording, talking about some, some students who started university. and Yeah, like, and it's that, and it's just a constant platform for them to come and talk, help them to navigate through systems that are difficult. There are things that we would have gone through when we were younger that no one really sat down and spoke to us. We had to work out for ourselves. And I just think young people wanting a lot of things at a faster pace. Um, they don't really have too many people that will just sit them down and go, right, this is the way to go. This is how to get there. Um, and that's what we kind of do. And like seeing a lot of our young people who end up choosing, and I was saying to you before, that they, they actually choose to say like, I want to do more. I want to live. I want to go uni. I want to try and change my outcome. I think that's what we're trying to do, just broaden, advance, develop, and understand them at certain critical points, yeah. And where are you based at the moment? So we're currently based in the uh, Olympic Park in here East, Plexo, um, bigging up here East and Plexo, because they support us as a corporate um, building, but um, they support the community hugely. So, and we work around East London, so looking at um, Stratford, Hackney, um, Tower Hamlets, and then hopefully to try and branch out to Walthamstow and so on. But yeah, Hackney and Tower Hamlets are, are two solid bases. And you've got yeah. something coming up soon uh, for well, just a month for Black History Month, just touch on that. Yeah, like, um, so our organisation, because of the community that we serve, like, we, we are very particular about how we inspire. Um, so Black History Month is so important to us. We do a programme called Proud to Be. Um, not sure if you were there last year or so on, but um, it's literally just using positive iconic figures, black iconic figures to try and inspire children in this, um, and young people in and around the community but also trying to change the narratives around how black history is celebrated or spoken about. So we're trying to take out the slavery element and just look at positive things that have happened since and then just inspire them from a very young. So your first interaction with your history shouldn't be that you were a slave. So for us, it's very much like, nah, you're so much more than that. Yeah, yeah, it's positive. It's all positive. You're a positive person. That's why you came on the show. Trying to. Yeah, <laughs> always humble as well. Um, All right, keeping it moving, talking about people trying um, England game. Yeah. Your thoughts on the qualifiers. So, first time England have lost a qualifier in 10 years. Mm. And, you know. Um, I, well, I'm positive, so I won't judge, judge them too harshly. Um, I just think they're still, they're still in transition. There's, there's still a lot of tests that they've got. I mean, the atmosphere was quite hostile. I thought the press conferences in terms of what the racism thing was going to be wasn't much about football, so I don't think the players' minds work on that. But I think overall... overall there's positives there, but it's transition. So, what are your thoughts on the on the um, sort of the rate the racism chance elements and it being publicised in the media about fans walking off? Um, I'm sorry, fans walking players, off. The, yeah. the players walking off. What you know? What what would your view be on that? Um, should you think they should be walking off, or do you think they should allow UEFA to deal with it? And then should there be harsher punishments for teams and nations that that allow their not even fans because they're yeah. not fans. They're Idiots. Yeah, I mean, like sports, everyone says it, sports has no room for this and sports has no room for that. But I just think the people in authority 
can make those transition. I think as a footballer, as a player itself, you you fell in love with the game. So that's I, I would not want to leave. I would not want to walk off because I think if we kept walking off, there's so many people who look like me, sound like me. If they walked off, where would I have been today? So I would just persevere. But we're just hoping that people in authority would literally deal with the issue and eradicate it. But like anything else, is education. I think um, I think the system needs to understand that there's a lack of education. So racism is not just something that's it. Like it's it's something that is inherited in terms of knowledge or lack of knowledge and I think that's the problem with, with society at the moment or with football as well and I just just all round so I won't walk off the game I, I won't agree I don't personally that's me personally yeah no I, I, I agree with you yeah let, let your football do the talking and silence the the, the critics like that yeah. um, thoughts on the Southgate team then that the lost um, the other day did he get the team right is it two holding midfielders you're a fan of Rice and Anderson um, I think they were too too similar, personally. And I also think by doing that and having Harry Kane as the one striker, then that means, because they're both holding midfielders, so who was joining the attack? I think you're relying too heavily on the two um, wingers on the side. Um, and and yeah. Mason Mount, putting a lot of responsibility on Mason Mount. He's not played in that position for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he looks good. I've got him in my fantasy football team. I'm sure yeah. other people have. But, yeah. I just think it was, it was a lot to ask of him as well. And I think if you're playing Kane, then you need to play another attacking, like more confident striker because Kane likes to drop in too deep. Um, so therefore, there wasn't third man runs and it, it was just too many isolation processes should, within the game. Should he have even played Kane? Would I you, would you not I put personally Will, think Callum no. Wilson or Rashford in front? I, I mean, when Rashford at the minute is not cutting it, but then three up front with Rashford, Sterling, Jordan Sancho, that's a lot of pace. I would have I would have gone Rashford personally. Down the um, middle. Yeah, it's not nothing against Tottenham or so on. I think Kane's a great player, says, even though <laughs> I'm an Arsenal fan, I think he's a great player. But I just think is systems and patterns and I just think like that was just the wrong move like just because of who he is doesn't necessarily mean like he fits into that mold mm. at that time or what you want to play playing away from home ca catching on and break that much pace perfect that yeah. would have been perfect put on Rashford consolidate them and then just break out and literally with pace but with Kane he has too many touches sometimes so he slows down the whole pattern and so on yeah mm. although Rashford's not looking as as fit maybe still lack of confidence or or Fitness, but um, thoughts on the Bulgaria game? Uh, this will be Monday, this episode's going out. So you think they qualify? Yeah, I think they should. And I think this is um, a good learning curve for them as well. But I think the players didn't do too much wrong. I think the management need to look at their tactical approach to what was going on. And if they keep it at football, just football, then I think the players will be all right. Because I think there's too many things going on before the match. That's it. Yeah. Shane Madison was uh, not well, otherwise he would have been a, the number 10 doing it. Like Barkley him a looked lot. good. Um, Speaking of Rashford, we're speaking about the Premier League games next uh, forthcoming week. Uh, Man United, Liverpool, big one. I don't know how big it is anymore, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just think United are not where they are. Um, and Liverpool are Liverpool and Man City are just too far Streets apart. ahead. Yeah, so I just think, obviously, Man U fans probably watching, like, I'm sorry, but like Arsenal, we're just not there anymore at the moment. So, yeah. I think they might beat him. Well, Man U. I think, I'm just checking now if it's a home game for uh, United, but I think it is. Here we go. Accumulator Buster. Okay. At Old Trafford. Yeah. Let me set the scene. Ollie's at the wheel. What wheel? <laughs> <laughs> Wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they need three points. Yeah. They need a big win. His job's on the line. Liverpool, 100% record. 
they turn up at Old Trafford like they did against Arsenal, even though that was the worst game between Man United and Arsenal I've seen in a no, very long time. Don't, don't. Man United to beat Liverpool. Your thoughts on my bold prediction? Oh, you've gone early. And I've gone well early. <laughs> bolted out. Gone before even the team come out. You know what? Maybe they, they are low in confidence. This, this might be the game that wakes them up. But I just don't see like a level of mental weakness. And, it's, and that's the thing with Liverpool. I think one thing they've got right and the manager being in charge is that the mentality is there on point. And I think Manu has too many lapses. And I can see a situation in the game where Manu will drop their levels, but I can't see that with Liverpool. Less mistakes maybe that then lead to high percentage chances. Absolutely. And, and, and Liverpool, I think, just, just throughout the whole team, like every single player knows what their job is and expectations are. But Manu... I think there's just a lot of infighting within prayers and then I think a lot of them are shy at the moment. Everyone, A lot of them are hiding. You can't hide <laughs> with a team like that. Dude. Arguably the biggest, historically, the team. Yeah. Although Liverpool, if, if they win the Premier League. And, that, and that's the problem. Are they, is, is, it, is the weight too much for some of the players to carry? For Man Liverpool? Um, for, Man, for, oh, for Man United, yeah, yeah definitely, I'd say. Um, big club, but, you know, they're getting paid the big bucks and we shall see what happens. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Uh, I'm... I would love a draw or I'd love for Liverpool to lose personally because I don't want them to take Arsenal and beating them. Um, do you think they could do it? Nah, nah. Leicester or, let's see, Wolves or, um, what do you call it, um, one of those, Burnley would do us a favour. One of those teams would do, would do us a favour. Well, Arsenal, I know how you're saying we because you know I'm a gooner, but I've got to say, so impartial doing this <laughs> We've got love for all the fans. Yeah. Um, talking to Arsenal, they've got a tricky away game to Sheffield United on the Monday evening. Um, Sheffield United really adapting to the Premier League with the way their centre-backs are pushing on. Real expansive football. People are pleasantly surprised because they're not playing within themselves. Mm. Uh, unlucky against Liverpool with that goalkeeper mistake. How do you think Arsenal get on away from home? They need the big three points to continue this momentum as, as they push on for third place. Or even second, yeah. which is dreaming. But. <laughs> but I mean, I think the, the game, and that's the problem with Arsenal, I think... Um, Sheffield United, like, they're so honest as a team. Like, they work hard, they do their jobs. And I think sometimes with Arsenal, when you have a team where all 11 are on it, we all you, we usually have two or three that are not. And that's where I expose us all. And teams like that as well, who just come in and they're just resilient. And I'm a bit fearful, but I'm hoping that our mental strength is improving, that we can take this game. The away form's improved this season. Albeit... Really? <laughs> I'm trying to be like you, positive. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. What are we saying? Hoping, hoping they're away win. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think their away form is, is improving. Do, do you know what? Because you and I are of an age where we're like realistic gooners. We are. Like, and I'm not, I'm never going to sit there. And like, when we win, I'm, I'm happy, but not too happy. When we lose, I'm upset, but obviously not too upset. But I think, I think, I think our away form is improving. I think the mentality that the coach is putting through, putting in, it's going to. It all depends on what Arsenal turns up. You can usually tell within the first five minutes of the first half and second half, and I know that sounds a bit obvious, but if we're not pressing, if they're not pressing, if Arsenal aren't pressing, yeah. and on it, like you said, tails up, they think sometimes a bit slow and a bit, yeah. you know, a bit. I think the weather, the weather, the weather adds an element to it. There's too many players that don't. Um too many players who depend on the weather. I think we've got too many in that team still. Whereas Sheffield United, like if the weather's like it is rainy, cold, and like we're mm. on it. But Arsenal, some of them like luxury, don't they? Well, we're a sport club. <laughs> we've been we've been afforded luxury. Just quickly moving on next yeah. uh, weekend, we have got Everton and West Ham, which is an important game for Everton at home. Yeah, um, could be the manager's last game, depending on what happens. And also speaking of last game, Spurs Watford. 
So we've got three teams, Everton, Spurs, Watford, not having the best fortune at the minute. Managers could be sacked, could be on their way out, could be leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm actually surprised about Everton, to be honest. I, I thought like they bought really well. I thought they, 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 they double up in positions that they needed to improve on last season. Um, so I don't know what it is. Once again, is it a mentality thing with them? Like, because they've got a good team now. Like, there's not, I, don't, I, I didn't see that was going to happen. West Ham, great manager. I just think, like, it's, 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 once again, leadership is good there. And I think they're doing well. And I think, they, I think the West Ham might win this one. But I'm not sure. If their manager goes, that's the footballing world now, isn't it? Everton always <laughs> turning their managers around and they're great fans. Yeah. Just unfortunate that they've got Liverpool as their neighbours and they spent all this money on a Wobie. Yeah. And <laughs> we're, we're, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We made some money there. And, uh, Other Spurs, teams have done that to us. So. And Spurs um, going through their issues, possibly, mm. and Watford needing a result. So it should be an interesting weekend. We're, we're happy that the games are carrying on. International break will be over. Yeah. Um, moving swiftly on, it was recently... Um, National non-league day. Yeah. Big up with the non-league football teams. Yeah. Um, what What's your experiences of playing non-league and how important is it, do you think, grassroots football? Um, It was it was so important to me growing up um, in terms of playing football because there, there are like really good managers and it's a good grounding as well. If you want to play football and you love the game, then non-league is it's a place for you to like, kind of like sample if you actually want this because it's hard work. It's the change rooms are cold. Like there's so much, so it's only your passion that carries you through. And I think non-league is so important to like developing younger players as well. I would, I would recommend for any young player that wants to play football at a higher level, don't look at a luxury like that's going to be, you, you, you get yourself to a non-league club, do the traveling, travel all around, do the two hour drive before football matches on a Monday, on a Tuesday night games and so on. And, and non-league is so important like, personally. I enjoy watching that as well. Good, good. And you and you got your uh, Badu. FC Sunday League. Yes. Uh, How are they getting yeah. on at the Hackney Marshes? Big big shout out to all the Hackney Marshes and the sort teams, of Sunday yeah. League, Saturday League. So how are they getting on at the moment? Um, I, I, miss, I, miss, I miss them. Yeah, I miss the we're, guys. We're missing you coming back, so we're hopefully oh, you can come back. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'll come and watch. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we... we, we veterans, you got a Veterans down. League? No, not yet. I'm, I, we need to, because at the moment, I'm not I'm not being able to carry. We've got a lot of um, young people coming through as well. I can see, well, I can yeah. see, bringing the youth through. But how are they getting on? They're doing all right. They're doing all right. I think they're sitting second or, or first. I'm not I'm not too sure. I didn't look, we don't really look at the league to the... So it's, it's too early to go. It's too early to go in the league, but we've we've drawn one game so far this season. And, and that's the more. is it Hackney and Camden League? Or? Yeah, late, um, yeah, Camden League. Yeah, Camden League. Yeah, so it's it's doing alright. And like Hackney Marshes, obviously, if you want to play football, once again, get to the home of football. Hackney Marshes is the home of football, I'd say. Literally. Although there's some places in South London that. Nah, like I'm sorry, I've I've been around Hackney Marshes. Like because what will happen is that if the players don't tackle you, the pitch will. So. <laughs> Literally, so get down there. And if you've got some, if you've got something about you, you have, you do have to have a touch. Literally, and just the atmosphere, just you know, getting down to Hackney Marshes and, and watching your team, or just supporting and celebrating your friends. Yeah, and yeah, putting the putting the groundwork in for non-league football is, is so important in this country. Definitely, and then it's like there's some great teams out there that are doing um, lots of like great things for young people as well coming through in Hackney um, Marshes as well as the Hackney area as well. So I know you're going to probably touch on one or, one or two of them, but yeah, like this. yeah. It's 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 a really good. Well, place, that's a great yeah. segment. A great segment into yeah. the next. We've <laughs> <laughs> done this before. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on AS Roma have adopted Hackney Wick? Mm. Um, you know that's, that's that's amazing. First of all, that's big. I mean, um, no Bobby and what they're trying to do as well, as, uh, and and his story and his background and and these challenges and he's using that 
he 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 challenges to try and support so many young people as well in the community. So, like kudos to him and and what they're doing and reaching out to different. And I think, like anything else, they they're thinking outside the box as well by like going like, when have we ever heard of this? Um, no, we haven't. Well? We so haven't. Yeah, it's, it's amazing thing that Hackney Wick FC are doing it, and it's yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, and I hope it's more than just the sort of publicity stunt or throwing a throwing a bit of money at the. The team, I'm sure it isn't. I'm, I'm sure yeah. how they've been patting it all together. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. well worked. So I mean, they're working really hard behind the scenes, and I think just to, just even to be on that platform with them and and, and, and teams such as AS Roma, like just noticing what you're doing, um, I think it's amazing. I think, and it's and it speaks volume for for AS Roma as well because we have clubs in this country who just don't acknowledge the hard work that grassroots yeah. put in and they, and they live in their little bubble. And I just think that's that's like AS Roma is just literally put, and I think there's a lot of our clubs are being put into shame. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's a bit embarrassing, embarrassing the fact that um, not even Premier League teams necessarily, yeah. although you would look straight towards the Premier League because the amount of money and resources yeah. they got, but why haven't they either got maybe not necessarily feeder teams, but why haven't they taken teams underneath, yeah. uh, you know, their wing to, to support them? Do you think they, that, sh that should happen? I think easily, because I think the, the bigger clubs have got their own segments of young people and, and teams, but there's local grassroots organisations that are doing things with football, like support them because then inspires the, the direct local local children from there to kind of inspire to play football or play other sports. And I just think it's embarrassing. For me personally, if I run the massive club, I'll be embarrassed that locally I wasn't able to do that and Roma from um, Italy to come down and, and, and support that instead. And then it's I a bit, think, yeah, yeah, it's a bit upsetting. But, they should be doing more. But it's positive for um, Bobby and, and Hackney Wick as well. So I think it's yeah. amazing. And hopefully they've set the trend for everyone else. Bobby, we'll get you on the show. Yeah. If I speak it into existence. No, no, literally, we'll, we'll give him a shout. He's oh, I like it. I get, I get the co-sign. We'll um, all, all the uh, Sunday league teams, all the, you know, even Clapton, they're becoming quite trendy. The hipster team almost with their kit. So big up them, big up yourselves. Yeah. Um, so moving on from the grassroots, any advice that you would have for young people? I know you said if they wanted to develop, uh, trying to find a team and put the work in, but young coaches, young men, young women, trying to get into coaching and the background side of it, mm. any advice you'd have for them? Um, I would say volunteering. I would say like, because a lot of, the amount of people, I know the FA's done really well in terms of putting out courses and getting the badges and stuff, but that's just a certificate. Like you need to get, volunteering, get to a club, put out cones, help out, like understand the structure and the ethos of clubs if you love coaching and then, and then that would possibly help you. That's how you kind of get into a position. I think a lot of the young coaches who have come through need to think about, you, no one's going to come and knock on your door and say, do you want this job? Go in and do the, the, those graphs. And I think that's that's the only advice I would say, like go out and volunteer in teams and clubs, ask them like opportunities to help out. Even if it's, for instance, it has to be like, go to grassroots clubs and then you never know what that elevates you to, yeah. Do you think sort of young people, because they've got the internet, because they've got everything so accessible now, microwave culture, everything's now, 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 and they see the, the positives and the flashy side of Instagram, Snapchat, social media, they may be a bit, reluctant or afraid to get their hands dirty, roll up their sleeves and, you know, put in a bit of graft? Um, yeah, I think that's not not all, but some. And I think that's where the nurturing comes from. I think one thing we've lost is that we, we kind of grew up seeing people who were, like parents working free jobs. So we know that everything took graft. Um, but I think right now, I think, that's the, that's the element that's missing, this, this showing about. The journey, the, the journey ju maybe needs to be publicized a bit more rather literally. than the end. Definitely, but that's where we like we come in. Like, so our next, so we can talk about young people and what they're going through. But 
we need to share that experience. We need to share that journey so they can kind of see or get them along with us to kind of kind of see those journeys. So yeah, literally. But yeah, it's very positive. Uh, very positive. Um, moving on, someone who has had an impressive. Uh, journey continues his journey often when he's diving and rolling around Neymar <laughs> yes reached his uh, 100 caps where does he rank for you as sort of a Brazilian legend would he get into your all-time 11 talent yes raw ability raw ability yes because he, he you can't deny the talent that he has um, but it's just it's talent alone enough for an all-time Brazilian eleven, they're not going to so. track back. How much defending there is going to be go. done? So, you don't need to worry. So, about so that. because because talent alone is not enough, I'm going to go no. Hard work beats talent. Literally, if talent doesn't work hard. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, an impressive player, but he's 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 on board for uh, maybe becoming an all-time scorer. I know he's still away off from Pele, but yeah. gets mixed reviews for Neymar. But congratulations, Neymar, on your hundred cap and Absolutely. someone else. Who reached a milestone? Ronaldo, I think we said seven hundred. Yeah. Goals. Look at that on cue, Cal, behind yeah. the screen. I'm on. Listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wavelength. <laughs> the one-two. Big up everyone behind the scenes yeah. and, and putting in the audio for you, for the listeners and, and viewers. Uh, Ronaldo, seven hundredth goal. Amazing. What can you say about <laughs> the man? Like R Ronaldo. Hasn't already been said. I mean, Ronaldo for me, like always liked him because I just think like in terms of talent between him and, and Messi everyone that's the argument Messi undoubtedly that's the eternal argument every generation has the yeah. one or two players but I think I mean we're enjoying both and both are amazing I just think Messi has that talent that raw natural talent but Ronaldo the reason why he has more respect from me because he had to work doubly hard to even get close to what Messi's doing um and that's that's why he's he, he's, he's a little bit harder I, I, I like the graft I like the I don't have this, but I'm going to work so hard to get there. Mm. Um, and I think that's 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 why I, I'm, I'm inspired by him. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I've got a little soft spot for Ronaldo. He's done it. Well, he's done it in how many different countries or how many leagues? There you go. On a wet night in Stoke. Always happy to jump. <laughs> always happy to try. Always happy to like challenge himself, push Le himself. Leads uh, by example. Yeah, literally. Quick trivia question then. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot and put our listeners on the spot. Oh. Right. So 700 goals. So, uh, certain players that are ahead of him slightly for all-time career goals. Oh, I've got one, two, three, four, five. We've got a few minutes left, so this should tie over. Uh, if you're listening, just have a quick think. You can even pause the podcast or pause the video. What players lay ahead of him? If you can't answer that, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I think I saw it the other day, but Romario should be on there, no? Jeez, that's yeah. one. Yeah, all right. Um, think of the same countryman. Oh, Pele. Two. Um, if you score a the best goal of the year, you get this award. Oh, P, Puss. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to leave you that one. <laughs> German. There's a German and there's an Austrian. Don't worry. I'll put you on the spot. We'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we like to do. Answer on a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast play on. Um. Right. As we wrap up, uh, I just want to thank you. No, thank you for. Give me a shout to come down. No, I appreciate it. I had no it. choice anyway. You could probably come around my house and come looking for me. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we go back. Um, yeah. So just to, just to end it, how can people follow uh, Badoo Sports and yourselves on this journey and what we can look out for in the upcoming month or so? Yeah, like, I mean, like follow us on our socials um, and, our, and, our, and our Instagrams and, and, and so on um, at Badoo Sports.com or at Badoo Sports. Um, follow myself personally, Nana, at Badoo Sports. 
and just join the Proud to Be movement in terms of Black History celebration. So come and join us and see us at um, Plexo here East. What's the dates of those again? So just um, the twenty fourth is the honor. Like so, we honor them. So we honor like iconic figures, and then on Fridays to celebrate them. So we have a celebrational party um, to 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 celebrate our culture, basically. Yeah, and well, we want to celebrate you and everyone you're involved with. So thank you for coming down. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Love, love. Um, this is the football podcast for you, the fans. If you want to get on podcast, play on at gmail.com at podcast play on beer at Bants. The socials we got Carol, the team behind us. I've been Ben. Uh, a lot more on it. That's what happens when you don't go out the night before or you don't go too hard. <laughs> I did go out, but it was fun. Cool. All the Sunday League. Thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Take care.